Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh, uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Oh, Welcome in to the Captain J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you for a football Friday with open full lines for you at 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. And Cap, we're going to see some glorious, glorious playoff football this weekend. The best of the best take it on one another as we get closer and closer to the Super Bowl. But when I watch... These games, the playoffs, regular season, non-Bears football. I always look and think about the Bears, even though the Bears aren't playing. Like, for instance, this weekend, I have no other choice but to think about the Bears because when I see the likes of C.J. Stroud and Houston, when I see Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, when I see Josh Allen from Baltimore, when I see Brock Purdy in San Francisco, I always think to myself, self, what if? What if we're seeing playoff football? And what does that look like? Because we haven't seen around here for a while. I always look at the top and say, how can the Bears be, be able to be up there instead of being down here where we are right now? I'm talking about another dark season uh, at Soldier Field. No lights on, nothing going on because there's no playoff football again here in Chicago. I told you I called our great teammate, Travis Wacker. Hey, Travis, you got a promotion. Congratulations on your promotion. Just yes, wanted sir. to reach out. Yep. Where are you? He said, um, I'm at Soldier Field. I'm getting all the gear from the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Excuse me? Yeah. Bears are done. I got to get all the gear out of here that yep. we broadcast with for the pregame with Sylvie and Joni Thayer. And I said, how sad. <laughs> I'm up the phone and like, Going to an empty, cold, windy soldier field. Lake is snarling cold. Everybody in these other eight markets getting ready for football. Mm-hmm. Poor Travis is in there schlepping all the gear down to the ESPN van. <laughs> there he is. There he is, putting it all together and zipping everything up. There he is. It was me coming through. Back that up. Let's go. Back the truck up. Get all this gear out of here. Yep. There it is. Back it up. There it is. Put Jeff in there. Come on. Joniak, get in there. There you go. There. There. Get in there. Let's go. Sylvie. Sylvie. Why do I have to go? Season's over. That's it. All right, Sylvie, get out of there. Out. Danny. We're done. Yeah, Zetterman. (laughs) Backing everybody out. Gone. Parabolic mics. So my question to you, I was thinking about this like I... Come on. Do. Exactly. The ring. Yeah, exactly. The engineer. <laughs> Come on out. Gone. Gone. Everybody. I mean, quiet and cold, Cap. Right. And it's sad. Yep. So, as we have this ongoing debate where you and I are evil because we think we would take a new quarterback and we're just horrible people as we get more and more intel, and the Justin Fields stand club out there. It's clear as day. He's the next Patrick Mahomes. I just don't happen to see that at this point. I hope they're right if we keep him. I'm a Bears fan, man. Whoever they have, I said this to you the other day, and I'll preach it from the mountaintops. Whatever I would do, I don't have the benefit of being in L.A. today like Ryan Poles doing my intel on Caleb Williams while I meet with Cliff Kingsbury. Mm -hmm. And that is confirmed. He's out there. So I was thinking about this. Of the eight quarterbacks who are going to duck under center this weekend, or in the Bears' case, it would be in the shotgun, the what of the eight, who would you take Justin over? Well, let's go through the names. Okay. We'll start in Buffalo. 
Buffalo Josh with Allen. Josh Allen. Yes, Josh Allen is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. We break down both. We know all the intangible for Justin, so that's nothing to break down. We know the good and the bad with Justin Fields, things he needs to work on as a quarterback. But with Josh Allen, we know that, again, strong arm, uh, is able to make a team better. The one thing I don't like is the amount of turnovers that he's had. But, of course, when you're on a good team, sometimes, even though he does turn the ball over, his team is the elixir to get around it. Correct. As, as we've seen, right? Strong defense, or running the football, all that kind of thing. So, yeah, Josh Allen for sure. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. Well, that, that's the tip of the spear right there. That's, that is. That's, that's the number one guy. As, as uh, Shea told us, Shea says, you know what? It's the best quarterback that he's ever seen. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. I can, can I say he's the best I've ever seen? There's been some great oh, ones. Oh, sure. I mean, sure. he's the best. Andrew, Aaron Rodgers is mm-hmm. right there. He ain't no Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Tom Brady ain't no Patrick Mahomes. Okay, we'll agree to disagree. Yeah, I mean, right it, now, Tom Brady's at the top of the list. Is, for me. And Peyton Manning is not far behind. Now, I won't let this devolve into young guy comes in the barbershop to tell me that Michael Jordan was way less than the LeBron. We're not doing that. Correct. It, it, it's, you know, again, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Now, you and I are armed with the knowledge of seeing so many great quarterbacks over the years. Correct. Going back to the, for, for me, the 80s, you the 70s. And again, it, it, when you look at Patrick Mahomes, definitely. I mean, he's still number one. I always wonder what football would look like post-Tom Brady. Football is just fine with Mahomes being the face of the quarterback position. No question. But Tom Brady's at the top of the list for me. Peyton Manning's not far behind. Mahomes is right there as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's two that we would take them over our guy. Um, Jordan Love. (sighs) Say it. You have to say it on the mic. Do I have to say it out loud? You got to say it. I was right. Come on, man. There's a video floating out there when we're at the, where there's Eric Ostrowski asking everyone, would you take Jordan Love or Justin Fields? Mm-hmm. As a Bears fan, of course, I, I was taking Justin Fields. I said the same thing. I can't take Jordan Love. I just Love. couldn't do it. And Waddle <laughs> called me. He's like, you are such a jerk. I'm like, what did I do? He said, you said Justin Fields, and there's no way you take him over Jordan Love. You've been on Jordan Love since August. You just did it to keep the heat off your mentions. Probably right. <laughs> I don't think that. Just, no, I don't think. I, I, I mean, I, I would take Jordan Love. Not even close. At this point, yes. That's not how I felt at the time before the matchup between the uh, Packers and the Bears. Ah, uh, Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, Brock Purdy. Yeah, you know, this season will tell a great story about Brock Purdy. I guess, again, where he is and where Justin is, yeah, I would take Brock Purdy at this point in time. Today. I, and, and just, by the way, a caveat to that, Cap. You know, there is this real nasty thing out there in, this, in the NFL and football conversation about system quarterbacks. Right. Or this quarterback is no good, really, but it was the, it's the system that elevates it. Well, the thing is, is that no matter what system that you're in, can I just tell you, all the quarterbacks are in a system. Mm-hmm. Every quarterback that we see, college and pro, are in a system. Mm-hmm. Now, how do, you, how do you work that system? You know, what players do you have to be able to enhance that system? Who's the coach to be able to work that system? And, of course, everything comes down to execution of said system. So when we say that Brock Purdy is just, eh, just a system guy, anybody can run it. Well, no, not everybody can run it because Trey Lance isn't there anymore. Correct. So, uh, so I'm giving uh, Brock Purdy credit for being able to run the system and not just say, He's just a system quarterback. Otherwise, he's no good. Well, I think it's, I think it's fine. Okay. So, Brock Purdy, yeah. All right. At this time. Uh, we, so, we did love. So, four for four of the games that I gave you. Okay? Yeah. So, now we go to Lions and Bucks. Jared Goff. He's taken one team to the Super Bowl. This year had a 4,000-plus yard season. He has got the Lions on the precipice of the NFC title game playing at home against the Buccaneers. Yeah, at this time, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. Oh, God. Well, Baker Mayfield has a road playoff win in his career, right, Shay? I believe so. I'll double check. He also threw this year for 4,044 yards, 28 touchdowns to, t- to 10 interceptions. Passer rating of 94.6, second best of his career. Baker Mayfield plays every game. He doesn't get hurt. 
think as a rookie, he played 14. Then he went 16, 16, 14. And then 12 between two teams where he wasn't getting the run as the starter. Yeah, and they and made this year him played playing, all 17. They made him play in Cleveland with a shoulder injury. He couldn't throw the ball. That's the reason they traded him. Right. It was a road playoff game. Baker was 21 of 34 for 263 and three touchdowns. They beat the Steelers 48 to 37. So let's give him full credit that the light has turned on because when he first um, came on the scene this year, especially when the Bears played him, I said, okay. You know, this is a nice stopgap for whatever's next for Tampa. And he was able to take that job and run with it. Uh, it's some of the best football that we've seen from Baker Mayfield. I know that there was a lot of Cleveland stink on him mm-hmm. because it wasn't necessarily. And I know we so hyper-focused on the quarterback, whether or not the quarterback can lead you, yes or no, thumbs up, thumbs down. But there was a lot of stink on him organizationally, head coach-wise, and just the team wasn't ready to win. So I will give Baker Mayfield a lot of credit because – I thought that he was just going to be here just for a cup of coffee, and he's actually been able to stabilize that position and say, you know what, this is who I am now. He's matured, Cap, Yeah, all the way around. He has. On, on and off the field. He is the guy that the Browns thought that they were getting initially. Okay, so now we're down to our final game, and that would be the Ravens. Lamar Jackson about to win his second MVP. Okay, enough said. And C.J. Stroud. Enough said. That means all eight that are left, you would take over Justin. I wonder, I'm sure that there's a dissenting opinion out there that feels like, nah, I think that Justin could fit in this eight. And I don't think that he he can't fit in this eight yet. Not yet. I feel like there are people who would take Brock Purdy uh, or Justin Fields over Brock Purdy or Baker Mayfield. But they're they're doing that then on their fandom and hope. Because he hasn't shown yet. That he belongs there. I kind of get it with Purdy because I think Purdy's a rat, but I I would get like I still would rather have Purdy at this point. But I want Purdy on the Niners. Like if you drop Pur, I'm a big believer. If you drop Purdy into the Bears, I think the Bears would look pretty much like the Bears. So Brock Purdy is a snitch to the FBI and police. <laughs> Just a fraud. Okay, but he's not a fraud. I, listen, we can agree to disagree. I don't think Brock Purdy's real at all. I'm not telling you he's Tom Brady, but he's not a fraud. He also is someone. I don't even think he's particularly good, frankly. He also he also snitches to the FBI and the police. Apparently, since he's a rat. He's a rat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I only hear that in, in, in Italian movies usually. Correct. That's odd. Right. No, I, I just think that as I just laid out, I just think that this is a system that Shanahan has laid out, and whether or not it looks aesthetically pleasing or not, hey man, it's effective. You know, they're, they're winning with it, along with the defense and the offense. Like, can you plug anybody in there for it to do? Maybe not. What I'm saying is, is that all we can look at is what we see today. The offense works with Brock Purdy. It works. It absolutely does. Yeah. Except absolutely when they play the Ravens does. or when they play at night. Oh, yeah. All I can tell, go by is what I see with the win, win-loss record. I can't tell you about the uh, upcoming games because they haven't been played yet. I can just tell you about since we're having a conversation on Friday – I see what I see. Pretty good, kid. Pretty good, kid. <laughs> uh, by the way, he threw for 4,300 yards this season. Yeah. 31 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. But with a she- passer rating of 113. And Shea's saying, well, you know, is it sustainable? Well, we'll see. We'll see. All, I'm telling, all we can look at is what we have in front of us, Cap. Like, hey, that's a pretty good offense. You know what? I'm a Bears fan. Wish the Bears had that. That, that kind of matriculation down the field. With a good running game with Correct. McCaffrey and being able to have those weapons available. Correct. And be able to exploit a defense. I wish the Bears had that. His two years in San Francisco where he wasn't the full-time starter last year. 44 touchdowns to 15 interceptions with a passer rating of 111.4. Now, these are the final eight that we just laid out. I wonder how further down the list that you can go before we get to Justin. Oh, you mean in, in terms of the whole NFL? Yeah. Well, let's do that exercise. We give we give the teams that are in the playoffs the the benefit of the doubt, and you say, "Well, you've earned it." C.J. Stroud in Houston came out of nowhere. I think that that's where we're going with this cap, in which we we would love for the Bears next year, whether it's Justin Fields at the quarterback position or not, to be able to have enough weapons where they turn it around, like Houston. Houston, you think the Bears have been a bad organization? All the controversy around the Texans. We didn't have any controversy. We just were bad. 
The Texans? Oh, my God. Team Chaplin running the team? I mean, that's a lot that was happening there. Correct. Firing coaches left and right. Brother Cully here, Lovey Smith there. And then, you know, here comes Tamiko Ryans. And Nick Casario from the Patriots. And, and look at the team. Like, Your everything brother. everything clicked. Yes, both of them. And everything clicked. Think about it. I, w- I would love for the Bears to be in that same position where it's like, okay, three to seven wins, and here we go. Agreed. Okay, so Miami. Two is right now more accomplished. That's a fact. It's true. Okay. But I still like Justin's upside. Two is more accomplished. There's no, no doubt. Question. Yes. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yep. Okay, enough said. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. No shot. No shot. Justin's way better. Okay. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> leave, leave the lotion ish, issues. Leave, leave the lotion the in the basket, will you? Put no the lotion? lotion in the basket. <laughs> no Deshaun. lotion, right? No lotion. You... No lotion. Just as okay. a player, he's right. better. Yeah, without lotion, no. Without lotion, Justin's better. Because those wow. are those are PEDs for Watson. <laughs> yes, apparently. Okay, Kenny Pickett. Huh? Kenny Pickett. Justin. Okay. They're going to run it back with Pickett next year. Like Tomlin says, I'm uh, I'm hyper focused for next year to be the head coach. And you're gonna, there's going to be competition. Pick it and someone. Pick it against someone, not Mitch. No. It's going to be competition in Pittsburgh. But I, I would take uh, Justin. Okay, so we've got Justin ahead of Pickett. we got Justin ahead of the Patriots conundrum at quarterback. That's two. How about the Bengals, Joe Burrow? No shot. Okay, no shot. Uh, Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence. Is that not even? Come on now. That's like he. Had, I mean, Lawrence has not been able to get over the hump that I thought he that he would well, as a quarterback. See. Numbers aside, just look at it. Just say it out loud. Trevor Lawrence better than Justin Fields? I think if you asked personnel people to draft, they would take Trevor Lawrence. Trevor, hold on a second now. Trevor Lawrence been in the playoffs. in twenty twenty one threw yeah. for thirty six hundred and forty one yards. Yeah, twelve TDs to seventeen interceptions <laughs> this year. Terrible. Last year, twenty-five to eight with forty-one hundred yards, and the year before, twenty-one to fourteen as a rookie with all the Urban Meyer nonsense and four thousand and sixteen yards. Stop. But having said that, though, when I ask who's the best quarterback in that draft class, you got to think a minute because the Jags were so disappointing. But his numbers far better. I think it is Lawrence, but like Hoodie, to your point. I've seen enough of Trevor Lawrence going four downs, goal to go, and throwing the ball 10 yards deep of the end zone. Yeah. Like, it happens way too often yeah. he, in big spots. Yikes. Just, okay. just like Fields, I'm waiting for Lawrence to take. It is, it's not just him. When we talk about these quarterbacks individually, you're also talking about the team. So I'm looking for the Jags to be able to finally reach their potential. Okay. If you put Lawrence on the Bears with that line, would he, would he have the same numbers? No. No, because there'll be def- there'll be defenders swinging him down to the turf by his mane. Correct. That That's long what, hair. Yeah. Danny Zetterman hair. Yeah, they, they'll be swinging him down because of that inept ineptitude on that offensive line. Okay, Anthony Richardson. No, I take Justin. Really? Yep. Shay. Anthony Richardson. I haven't seen enough of him yet. It's tough, but <laughs> it's Justin for me. If you're gonna go, if if you're gonna go by resume and numbers, yeah, who's got the okay? okay. He, yeah. just got he just got here, right, so. and he hurt his shoulder. Yeah, so, so we'll say Justin, Justin there. Yeah, okay. I can't I can't get over those three games that he played though. He looked so good. Sure. So we've got the Patriots mess, the Steelers, and Indy so far. Okay, you want Will Levis or Justin? Justin. Okay, Did we settle Jacksonville. Yeah, we he has going two four thousand yard seasons. Okay. Yes, so we're at four: Tennessee, Pittsburgh, New England, and uh, and Indy. Sure, those four. Okay, we already did Mahomes. The Raiders, Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, I'll take Justin. Yeah. Okay, so that's five. Denver, they don't have one because they're getting rid of Russell Wilson. So that's six. Drew Locke, isn't that their quarterback? Believe so. Yeah. Okay. That's six. And then Justin Herbert. No. So right now, there are 26 other situations you'd take before Justin. Yep. Doesn't mean he can't improve. Right. But it means today. Right. Armed with the data you have today. Mm-hmm. He's 26. Right. 
And here, here's the thing. Some of that becomes incomplete because of the amount of injuries that Justin has suffered. Two years in a row, not available for a stretch of games. Correct. For this past season. It was four this past season, right in the middle of the season, where we saw a lot of Tyson Bajant, correct? So, yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't do the NFC with you. Well, that's enough. No, we'll, we'll give, I'll give you the rest. <laughs> Thank you, Dak Prescott. It's Dak. Okay. Jalen Hurts. It's, it's Jalen Hurts. Okay. Da- uh, Daniel Jones. It's Justin. Justin. Yeah. Washington, Sam Howell. No. Justin. Okay. Uh, Vikings, Kirk Cousins. No, it's Kirk. Uh, Tampa Bay, we already did. Mm-hmm. The Saints, Derek Carr. No. I'll take Justin. Yep. Atlanta, they don't have one. Get rid of him. Desmond Ritter, no. No. Yeah. Or Heineke, no. Carolina, Bryce Young. No. It's Justin. Justin. We did the Niners. The Rams, Matthew Stafford. Enough said. And as we put a pin in uh, in Bryce Young, Justin Fields is a better quarterback. Could you imagine if the Bears would have went one with Bryce Young? Oh, God. I mean, just saying. Like, what if, I mean. You'd have Bryce Young and you wouldn't have DJ. You wouldn't have Darnell Wright. Right. You wouldn't have the number one overall. Like, that trade is amazing. It's the draft pick that you don't make. Geno Smith. That was pretty smart. Geno Smith. Uh, Justin Fields. Disagree. Okay. Based on the data. That's fine. But Geno Smith would be a boob with a a C on his helmet with the Bears. Probably right. But we can only, we're going to do the data. Yeah. His his numbers are better than Justin Fields. Yes. Kyler Murray. Uh, I like Justin Fields. I do, too. Okay. I, now, again, those numbers would tell me that Kyler Murray's better, but I'm just telling you I would prefer Justin in that spot. Four, five, six. Justin's looking for that Kyler Murray money at some point. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve. So out of 32, he's 20. And I think that when we looked at the quarterback tiers mm. from Mike Sando. Uh, That's about where he had him. I think he was uh, tier four, I think, Shay, right? Somewhere in that, in, in that uh, particular spot. Yeah. And that's where he belongs until the Bears do right by him and for him to be a better quarterback. As simple as that. That surprise you that we have him at 20? No, that's, that's about right. Now, can he take a big step if they go trade the pick and get more talent? Of Absolutely. Of course. He's got ability. We have never said he's not a good football player. I we guess, just don't know if he's good enough. I guess the point, Cap, is that you wish that the Bears had that, that infrastructure to have Fields as one of the you know, middle-tier quarterbacks or top-tier quarterbacks, that they had the right players, right offensive line. You wish that the Bears were like Houston right now that could be able to strike while the iron's hot. That came out of nowhere. I'd love for the Bears to be that next year. That would be cool. Now you've got a real stacked NFC North. Packers, Lions, and then the Bears in that spot. And then the, don't forget about the Vikings as well. That would be awesome. But as Poles slow plays this thing from three wins to seven wins, you just can't go backwards. You've got to keep moving forward. Your idea to be able to get this team better is to bring back Matt Eberflus, figure out what you're going to do at the quarterback position, and then make sure you strike as hot as you can in the draft and free agency. Because now that you locked in sweat on the defense – now that you are going to be able to get more players, it should be playoff time, you would think, for the Bears. You would think. You would think. But nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed. <laughs> so, tough, a tougher schedule uh, for 2024? I know it came out, at least the, um, the teams that the uh, Bears are going to play. Is it tougher this year? Did you remember seeing that? Yeah, I'll give you their opponent. Well, it's a last place schedule again. It's not an easy schedule, man. You get the Commanders with a new coach and a new quarterback. You get the Patriots with a new coach and a new quarterback. Yeah, there were some difficult games, I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. Difficult games. The Bears get their eight division opponents. Yep. And then at home, they get the Rams, the Seahawks, the Jaguars, the Titans, the Panthers and the Patriots. On the road, they get their divisional opponents. They're at Arizona, San Francisco, Houston, Indianapolis, Washington. Hmm. Not an easy schedule now. Nope. And, and, and everything's predicated on what the Bears going to do to be able to upgrade these positions. Correct. Well, and to cap, like, I think the biggest issue is 
the way things are shaping up in 2024, the AFC North and the NFC North are going to be the two best divisions in football. So the eight division games are going to be brutally difficult. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I have another question for you. Hmm. I kept this in my quiver of arrows. I didn't tell you guys this at the meeting. And my buddy Dave texted me, where's your other question? Because I was talking to him. How many teams of the final eight, or even if you want to use last weekend, we had, we had 12. How many of those teams would take Caleb Williams over the quarterback they currently have? Uh, I would say... It's a good question. Yeah. Kaleeb. <laughs> well, not, not, well, I don't know. Right. Kaleeb <laughs> Williams. <laughs> yes. guy called in. <laughs> right. Okay, so I would say at some point, Cleveland would want to get younger at that position, at quarterback. Deshaun's not old. I meant Baker Mayfield. I meant uh, Tampa. I meant. Tampa. Tampa, yes. Baker's not that old. How old's Baker? He's got to be in his 20s, right? Is what we're seeing sustainable? Yes. I think he's going to get a three- or four-year deal. Okay, be care- I'd be careful with that. He was good in Cleveland. I've, you were talking no. to one of the biggest Baker Mayfield fans there is. Yeah. He had one of Cleveland's best passing seasons in the history of their franchise, and then they made him play through that shoulder injury so they could move him. How about before that? Well, it was his two first years in the league. Then he has one of the best seasons they've ever had. Hold on, three, I got his numbers right here. Playoff game. Mm-hmm. I got his numbers right here. As a uh, rookie in 2018... 3,725 yards, 27 TDs, 14 interceptions, and a rating of 93-7. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. How was the sex- success for the ball club? And that, that was point? only in 14 games, huh? How was the success That's not the all club? on the quarterback, though. They got the number one pick in the draft. They had to fire their head coach who had gone 0-16 the previous year. All right, so we, we move out the wins and losses now. Now they yeah, don't count. Of course, for a rookie quarterback in a situation where the team was 0-16, you mm-hmm. can't count the wins and losses against him. Okay. He had a great season. Please erase that. Uh, redact it off the record. The wins and losses do not matter. With it Baker is Mayfield. rookie year in an 0-16 team that fired the coach eight games in. Mm-hmm. We're going to count the wins and losses. Okay, Go That's ahead. crazy to me. The next, year, the we next just, year. We move those out. How about the next year? The next now, had he played all sixteen games as a rookie, he would have had a four thousand yard season. He only th- played in fourteen, thirty seven hundred twenty five yards. Mm-hmm. The next year, he played all sixteen. His completion percentage went down from sixty three eight to fifty nine four. Not good. No, no, take that off the record. Also, thirty eight hundred twenty seven yards, twenty two TDs to twenty one interceptions, and his rating dropped to seventy eight eight. Damn. His third year. Played all 16 again. Yep. Completion percentage back to 63, 3,563 yards, 26 to 8 TD to interception ratio, and a career high passer rating of 96. Pretty good. And a road playoff win. And a road playoff win. The next year, he threw for 3,010 yards, had a shoulder injury, 17 to 13 TD and interception, rating of 83 1. Get out. Gamer. Gamer to play with that harness. That was right underneath this. I remember seeing that underneath his pads. Yeah. And still tried to play anyway. And then he sp- split time between Carolina and the Rams. Got picked up off the scrap heap by Tampa. Played all 17 games. Completed 64% of his balls for 4,044 yards. 28 to 10. TD to interception. Passer rating. Second best of his career. 94.6. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So... We have the teams that are playing in the playoffs this weekend. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's not moving off Josh Allen for Caleb Williams. That's a fact. Right? Can we agree on that? That's correct. Okay. They're not moving off Mahomes. The Lions, would they take Caleb Williams over Jared Goff? They would not. Khalib. They would not. Really? Today? No. At the end of the season, if somehow they got a gift card for the number one pick, they wouldn't do that? I think that you're moving forward to trying to get to the Super Bowl, aren't you? Right? Yeah, you're trying to build something, though. If you gave him a gift card for the number one pick, yeah, I think they'd take Caleb. But without that, they're going to pay Jared Goff $300 million. <laughs> right, but what I'm saying is if they had made some smart trade like the Bears did and they had the number one pick, would they take Caleb Williams over Jared Goff when the season I, ends? I would say no, but go ahead. Okay. We talked about Baker Mayfield. They would absolutely take Caleb Williams. I don't care how good Baker's playing. They would absolutely take Caleb Williams. I was thinking that, too. Okay. Would the 49ers take Caleb Williams over Brock Purdy? 1,000%. 
I'm sure they feel like that he could fit that system. No question. Mm-hmm. Would the Packers trade Jordan Love for Caleb Williams? I'm not sure they would. They no. love Jordan Love. You feel like you got a, a, even though he's been in the league for a while, you feel like you have a brand new asset. It feels like C.J. Stroud because it comes out of nowhere. Right. So I, I feel like that's, even though he's been around, it feels like a, like a first-year guy because it's his first year of starting. And would the Ravens trade Lamar for? No. Nope. No, they would not. Nope. And would the Texans give up C.J. Stroud for him? No. I think they're fine. Again, first-year guy, doing well. Okay, so seven, maybe six. Mm-hmm. If we said the, the 49ers, the Lions, and the Bucks, three, three of the final eight would make a change to Caleb Williams, probably. Mm-hmm. So, so let's, Interesting. So let's talk about this regarding Justin Fields and what we have in the playoffs this weekend. I cannot wait to be able to watch the divisional round matchups. Would you take Fields over any of the eight remaining quarterbacks? And again, if you're just getting in your car or just turning the show on, we're talking about C.J. Stroud from Houston. We're talking about Lamar Jackson, uh, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff, and Baker Mayfield. Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six. Would you take Fields over any of the eight remaining quarterbacks? We're talking about it on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Checkmate one six. Suppression on target. That's why I see him in the shot. Shot or no shot with Cap and J Hood on ESPN one thousand and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him in the shot. Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN one thousand and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood on a snowy football Friday. Now time for Shot or No Shot, and it's brought to you by... Betting Club Hawthorne Betting Bars, Johnny. That would be where you can get horse racing, video, slots, sports betting through points, bet throughout Chicago land. We say good morning to Shea W. Norley. Good morning, boys, on a football Friday, one of the last of the year, as we head into my favorite football weekend of the year, the divisional round. How are we? We're good. We're fired up, man. Football, basketball, hockey... NBA, college, good weekend. My wife's out of town. It's a sports weekend. It's going to be a great weekend. Love you, Mindy. Uh, it, uh, it's going to be a great uh, weekend for football for sure because you see the best of the best. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. Again, the, I love these matchups, and we'll have the picks coming up this half hour right here on Cap and Jay Hood. But first, shot or no shot, Shay? All right, let's get started. If you squint... The situation in Chicago in 2024 looks almost the same as the situation in Houston in 2023. I know it's hard to believe, but the Bears with two picks in the top 10 and a lot of mock drafts suggesting they could take both a quarterback and an edge rusher, that would set themselves up kind of the same way Houston did in the 2023 draft, taking both C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson in the first round. And of course, C.J. Stroud has led the Texans to the divisional round with a win over Cleveland. It's been a massive success. Stroud is certainly the outlier. He had the best rookie season as a quarterback we've ever seen. But shot or no shot, rookie quarterback or not, Bears fans should expect to make the playoffs in 2024. That's a shot. Their roster is markedly better. It's not good enough at this point. But we've got, a, as he said, two first-round picks. You've got a bunch of draft capital. You've got a ton of salary cap space. Yeah. It's time to go, man. It's time to get there. I'm not telling you you got to win the division at 15 and 2, but you should be contending to go to the playoffs. Uh, that is a shot because that should be the expectation around here anyway. No matter how much losing that the Bears have had, Cap, the expectation for us Bears fans is to be able to see the Bears in the postseason. We're a major market. We deserve better than this. I understand that the Bears are trying to redo things here with Ryan Poles, but the, that should always be the goal. Why not? And, that, and that's the problem around here is that the expectations are that we're celebrating three win teams and seven win teams as if that's a Super Bowl. That's not an accomplishment. Absolutely not. It's still underachievement. We just had a guy call in and said he'd take him over C.J. Stroud and Jared Goff. That's, I mean, that's some of the level of expectation around here that Justin is a future MVP. Yeah, it, there's nothing wrong with you rooting for your favorite player or wearing your jersey or your favorite team. But at some point, you have to be honest with yourself. Look in the mirror. What do you see? You see an underachieving football player and an underachieving football team. 
and I want better than that for the Bears. My expectations are higher. I'm with you. And uh, by the way, when the Bears games are over during the regular season, you know what happens? I watch more football. Yeah. I educate myself on other teams. I watch more football. Right. I'm not led by the nose by my spouse saying, okay, is that Bears game over? Get out to the garden. That's not happening. Right. You are the guy who said, I think there are people that watch the Bear game and they turn it off and go do their errands. Yeah. Oh, did you guys not see Josh Allen? Did you not watch Mahomes? Oh, C.J. Stroud is a rookie? You haven't seen any of that, huh? It's the equivalent of you and I late to an appearance or late to getting the soldier field, whatever, and you see like that couple with pushing the stroller, and the guy's got a Bears jersey on, and it's 12.05. Why isn't that guy watching the game? He's a Bears fan? What are you doing, pal? Uh, Bed, bath, and beyond. Got to go. You should be in some place watching the game. We went out. I told you this story. We went out to dinner one night with a couple. This is years ago. And the other wife said, what are you guys doing tomorrow? My wife said, he's starting to gamble by 10 o'clock in the morning. He watches the pregame shows with Brett. And then they're not done watching football until Sunday night game is over. She's like, what? No, that's, that, that doesn't go on in my house. I let him watch a Bears game occasionally. And I'm like, you what? You let him. Oh, yes. Where do you keep his balls? She did not like it. We did not go out with him again. <laughs> and then don't forget, you led with that doesn't go on in my house. Correct. Oh, my wife's great. She get she does her deal. I do mine. Yes. And then we marry our lives together. That's how that's supposed to work. Correct. Allegedly. Supposedly. Correct. Here's Shay Norling. All right, the Bears are interviewing Caleb Williams quarterback coach Cliff Kingsbury in Los Angeles today. There are some reports that Cliff and Caleb did not have a great relationship. And Kingsbury, we know, burned a bit of his reputation at the end in Arizona. Things ended very badly for him Mm -hmm. as the Cardinals head coach. Shot or no shot, the Bears are only talking to Cliff Kingsbury to get a read on Caleb Williams. Uh, I'm going to say no shot. I think he is an accomplished coach. But he has a specific way he likes to play. But he also was the coach of Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. of Kyler Murray. He's got reams of intelligence on different plays and different things and how they do that. This is your shot. That's why I was so disappointed when Jerry didn't talk to anybody and just promoted Chris Getz. Talk to bright executives in other franchises. And yep. then I just want to get data. That's not Jet over there on the south side. Agreed. That, that's that's the difference, but, though. But that's why I'm glad that yeah. they're casting a wide net, so to speak. They are, what, nine in on their list? I don't care if it's 29 in. Find the right guy, but get all the intelligence you can. Well, well, keep in mind that through the, you know, the address book of Jerry Reinsdorf, and I'm sure it's still got the actual physical address book with the flowers in the front of it. Yeah. Most of the people he used to know is dead. It's dog-eared. Dead. Call this guy and ask him. And uh, he's dead, Jerry. <laughs> Try the next one. He's dead, too. Yeah, so he didn't know anybody. Well, keep going to you find somebody alive. <laughs> so that's a problem. Damn. Shay, I'll say that's a shot. Uh, I just think that when you are an organization like the Bears, you're asking all the questions that you can. Cliff Kingsbury, again, for someone who's failed up a lot uh, in in college football in the nfl still knows football and still knows people that knows people you ask as many questions as you can to as many people as, as you can i'm i know that he knows caleb williams so i think that is a shot trying to find out whether or not it could be a match and at this point in time you're looking for an oc or a quarterback's coach so absolutely i think that's a shot i will say cap to your point about chris gets and what the white Sox did just like elevating him I have to credit the Bears because they have talked to, I believe the number now is nine Correct. offensive coordinators. Correct. Potentially. Yep. That, that, you got to credit them. Like Maybe it's a little bit too much and you're going to give yourself paralysis by choice, but talking to everyone feels like the right path. Yeah, you get as much data as you can. When Paul sits down with him today in L.A. and he says, so tell me what you think of Caleb Williams. He's going to be forthright. He's going to be honest with him. He does this well. I didn't like doing that. He has to improve here. All of it goes into the database. All of it. I wonder, you know what would be a great question to ask Ryan Poles? When you do nine interviews, how do you keep them straight? 
Do you just sit and talk? Do you record the interviews? Do you have a video in there to look at body language, all of that? Because you sit down after you interview, let's assume nine is the number. Okay, let's review the nine, who we bring them back for a second interview. Well, I really like this point. Who made it? I think Kingsbury. No, I think it was the guy from Indy. No, it was the guy from Philly. Oh, I'm sure. It's like you and your scouting days. You're writing everything down. Everything. Like you're behind a desk or you guys are side by side in chairs and like someone makes a point. This is Cliff Kingsbury. He said this, this, this. You go by memory. Once the meeting's over, write your final analysis and move on to the next thing. I'm sure everything is written down. It'd be kind of annoying for you to be able to have your phone in your notes app. It's like, what, what did you say now? That would be horrible. But I think writing it down, I think that that's what he does. Yeah, but if you do the interview on Zoom, everything's recorded. You can go back and watch it again. I would bet they record the interview. Sure. Would you like to see it? Is that what you're pining for? You want to see it? No. I, I just having watched guys do those interviews in basketball, mm-hmm. like it's hard to keep it all the. All right, wait a minute now. I thought that guy wanted to run a man-to-man defense. No, that was the other guy. Yeah. Like, you learn. you got to document everything. Yes. Those interviews. I remember, I think it was Pace said, no, it was Negi. Negi said his first interview talking philosophy Mm -hmm. was seven hours. Seven hours? Yeah. That didn't work out, but shows you the exhaustive level of these interviews. Shay? Uh, don't look now. Zach Levine's hurt again. Last night, Levine exited the win over the Raptors with a right ankle injury after missing time for right foot, foot inflammation earlier this season. This is pretty much certainly bad news for his trade value. Like, I, It's going to be very difficult to move a guy who's had two right leg, lower leg injuries in the same season and now might miss time again. Shot or no shot, the Bulls will again do nothing at the trade deadline. Uh, that's a shot. I lean shot in that regard. I still believe that there is the hope that if they're both, the, first of all, the Bulls have to be able to do something, Cap. Just standing still sucks. They need to be able to pick a lane. Who are you? At this point in time, you're barely a playoff team. If you're going to pick a lane and you want to tank, then it starts with DeMar DeRozan and Alex Caruso. You can get something back, especially for DeRozan. And as I laid out to you before, the Bulls just have a bunch of guys that are just the third and fourth best players on a good team. It's just, it's just who they are. They beat a tanking Toronto team yesterday. I don't know why TNT couldn't flex out of that. That's horrible, that game. It was <laughs> an entertaining game. It's fine with the Bulls. It, I mean, at least the Bulls won. At least they didn't play down to the competition, but Toronto's tanking. I, I think that the Bulls should make a deal. They should. But, I mean... It just seems like the settlers just like who, what they, what, who they are, and they're not going to make a move. That's what it feels like. I'm going to say they make a reasonably bold move for them. Reasonably bold. So that's DeRozan? DeRozan and Caruso. <laughs> Did you see the Casey Johnson report? No. They might move Lonzo Ball as salary matching. Oh, I saw that to, get, to attach his salary... The Hawks did that with Marion Hosa back in the day when he had, remember the gunk from the equipment? He couldn't play anymore. His skin would break out. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing, a condition. And they, were, they had years left of his money, and they traded him. I don't remember where, maybe Arizona, but they traded him so they could get the money off the book. It's funny because uh, LeVar Ball had some recent uh, thoughts about his son Lonzo Ball. When I come up with a name and then somebody tell me to change it, that's like me telling me to change your name. That's like people saying, oh, hey, change Lonzo's name to Alfonso on the fact that he's been damaged goods for the last two years. Oh, God. Damn. Yeah, Alfonso. We had a new player, Alfonso Ball. (laughs) I guess Lonzo told LeVar maybe you should try try to change that uh, baller brand thing to a different name. And uh, and LeVar's like, I'm not changing the name. You've been damaged goods for two years. He told his son that. (laughs) Wow. Holy smokes. <laughs> Damaged goods. That makes you feel good, don't you? As a son, that makes you feel good. Wow. You can trash talking your kid. <laughs> what kind of a-hole is that? That's unbelievable. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, it's like, that's a, I guess that's on, that's on their YouTube show. Live and in person. <laughs> You've been damaged goods. Like, like, I mean, Lonzo just making a, you know, 
pretty much saying, You've hey. You've been damaged goods for two years. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty much saying, like. When I come up with a name and then somebody tell me to change it, that's like me telling me to change your name. That's like people saying, oh, hey, change Lonzo's name and Alfonso on the fact that he's been damaged goods for the last two years. <laughs> wow. That is tough love there. Whoa. <laughs> Holy cow. Whoa. Damaged goods. <laughs> Whoa. That's your son. Going through the most difficult knee injury we've ever seen. Right. All right, Shay, can you sneak in one more? I actually have two that both relate to the same game. Bill's Chiefs this weekend is... I think unquestionably the most intriguing game in the divisional round. And these two teams have a history recently. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes have met six times. The record, three and three. But Mahomes has the edge in the playoffs. He's won both playoff matchups, including that 2021 thriller that, for my money, is still the best game I've watched. Uh, Those two quarterbacks will meet this weekend, and it's being billed as a rivalry. Shot or no shot? Bill's Chiefs is a rivalry. That's a shot. Absolutely shot. That's Absolutely. A shot. And you know what would be really apropos? I said this to you the other day. I don't know if I set it upstairs or on the air. Remember how they lost and they complained and they changed the rule for overtime in the playoffs? How about if Buffalo takes the gets the kick, drives it right down the field, touchdown extra point, seven nothing. Mm-hmm. Get or seven point lead. Mm-hmm. And then they get the ball back, Kansas City, they drive it right back down to score. Let's go for two. And they beat them. It could happen. Because in the old days, you get a touchdown game over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's something that should happen years and years ago. Another reason why I've enjoyed college football for such a long time. Because of the overtime rules. Back and forth. Craziness, right? Because it's more football. It's a funny thing about football, Cap. When the game is good, you want more. You don't want it to end. Right. Play forever. And so the NFL said, you know what would be good? Maybe we extend it. Well, you should have been doing that years ago. They were reactionary to... The ending of a great game that was right there for everybody, it was ended prematurely. Yeah. Should have had those overtime rules years ago. So, no, that is a rivalry, and it's fun. As I, as I mentioned before, what's intriguing to me is the Chiefs now on the road against Buffalo. Totally different. How does that work? Shay. All right, well, we know this game's also going to be cold weather, potentially snowy, just like last week for the Chiefs, where Travis Kelsey had an interesting method for staying warm during the negative 30-degree wind chill game. Hey, don't let the cold affect your energy. You get hyped. Ah! 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 I just like screaming right now. You got to keep it warm, you know what I mean? Screaming to stay warm, shot or no shot, screaming would warm you up. That's a shot. Really? Yeah, it's a shot. You ever try it? No. You yell every day. You never tried it? <laughs> I just I'm a, I just talk loud. But I don't scream. I can't imagine. It'd give me a headache. I'm sure your dogs would disagree with that. I would, it would give me a headache. I could try it. Next mm-hmm. time it gets sub-zero, I'll scream. I'm sure. I mean, you know why? Because when you scream, I'm sure... It, it, what you do is you're just trying to get mentally focused. Screaming is just like a primal scream. Ah, okay, I'm in this cold, and I'm going to be here for three and a half hours. Let's go. It probably just hypes you up more than anything else. Probably. It doesn't warm you up like a nice heavy coat. Correct. correct. <laughs> it's just Nice hot chocolate. Right. With a little sh- peppermint schnapps in it. I, I just think it just gets your, your blood flowing. Just like, hey, if I yell and my face is red, you know what? Now I'm ready to go. I think that's what it is. Right. Anything else. Did can you do that playing football? Scream? Yeah. I don't want to get hit. We're <laughs> safety, right? That's it. Hard hitting safety. No, <laughs> please don't do that. <laughs> What's the strategy there? You just scream like an insane person, hoping people will leave you alone. Correct. Who's that lunatic over there? What that is that little th- guy doesn't want to get hit. <laughs> that, what is that old rumor that if you like poop yourself a little bit, then no, nobody wants to hit you? That is Mark Schlereth, right? Mark Schlereth. <laughs> that was Mark Schlereth, I think. People stay away from me if I stink. <laughs> I think that's great, actually. Yeah, absolutely. No one would want to tackle me if I stink. There, there's uh, Cap, the hard-hitting safety. There he is. Hey, don't not the legs and not the face. Be careful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> please, please don't hit me. Just touch me. I'll go down. <laughs> Time to go around the NFL. Ah, yes. The playoffs are here, everybody. And we're talking about on the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show. Around the NFL, divisional picks. Here's 
Shane Orling. Shane? Ah, yeah. The picks are back. Last week we did our playoff receipts. We will revisit those after the Super Bowl. But this is my favorite weekend of the year, and you know we got to pick these games. We begin with the Houston Texans traveling to M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore to take on the number one seed in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens, who are nine-and-a-half-point home favorites. Hoodie. I like the Ravens to win this game. I think the game could be a little closer because C.J. Stroud and the Texans, they look unfazed when you see them play, Cap. I like the Texans plus nine-and-a-half. Yeah, I'm with the Texans here as well. I think Houston's a really good football team, and I'm going to take the nine and a half points because I think they're not going to be intimidated. Shay? Uh, I think the Texans are now playing with house money, and they go to Baltimore. They don't have any of the pressure. The Ravens have all of the pressure. But I also just think the Ravens are orders of magnitude a better football team. The defense is incredible, especially at home. If you look at that Browns defense, home versus road, the Browns were 10 points worse on the road than they were at home. And Joe Flacco is a turnover merchant. You're not getting two pick sixes off Lamar Jackson. The Texans have problems defensively. I'm going to lay the nine and a half with Baltimore. Uh, Yeah, I agree with Shea. I'm rolling with uh, the Ravens. Go Ravens. Texans, Ravens again. The total, 43 and a half. Hoodie. I've not checked the weather. Can you check the weather in Baltimore? Uh, Because I'm leaning the over 43 and a half with this because of how dynamic Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens are. Um, I... The only reason why that I lean Texans plus nine and a half w- with the Ravens winning the game is because I think about the rest versus rust factor. Baltimore is has been playing elite uh, football for sure, but there might be a few growing pains, especially early, to keep that number uh, closer. But I like the over in the game overall. Cap? I am going to play the over in this game. I think Stroud will be able to make some plays in the passing game. I think Lamar is a beast. I am going over the 43-and-a-half posted total. 32 and sunny in Baltimore on Sunday. Good football weather, yep. Cold, but yeah, that's football weather. Mm -hmm. I'm also going with the over. Uh, I think the Ravens may score every time they touch the football. And if you get the Texans in a negative script, well, they're going to throw it with Stroud. And we know what the result is there. Deep balls to Nico Collins. Touchdowns. I will take the over 43-and-a-half. I disagree. I'm going with the under. I think these guys will definitely have a defensive battle, but they'll put up points, so I'm going with the under. Tomorrow night, the hated Green Bay Packers travel to Santa Clara, California to take on the San Francisco 49ers, who are also nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Hoodie. Uh, I look at this matchup, and again, we wonder about rest and rust with the 49ers. When the 49ers were clunky, the offense wasn't working well, and I just think a week off might... uh, Slow them down a little bit. I like the Packers plus nine and a half. I think San Francisco wins the ball game in Santa Clara, but I'd like the Packers to keep it closer uh, than the experts think. So plus nine and a half for the Packers. Yep, the Niners have been laying in wait, and they are rested. They are pretty healthy. I think they smash the Packers. Give me San Francisco and lay the nine and a half. That is a very astute pick, Cappy. I am also laying it with the Niners. I think Jordan loves fantastic when they can protect him. I think when the assignments are going to be not just Micah Parsons, who they did a good job of erasing, but both Nick Posa and uh, Chase Young and whoever they decide to blitz if they blitz, whether that's Greenlaw or Fred Warner. Like the, the Niners can just pressure you in so many different ways, and their offense against Joe Barry lights out. I'll take the Niners. I agree with Shay. That defense is pretty good. I think they will definitely hold the Packers back. The pack will be whack, and they'll be back home with the Bears. <laughs> All right. The total in Packers Niners, 50 and a half, hoodie. I like the over in the game. Yeah, I like the under in the game. I think San Francisco is going to pressure Jordan Love. I think they're going to get enough done offensively, but it's going under the total of 50 and a half. I'm also going under the 50 and a half. I I do think the Niners win this game something in the range of like 28-10. I don't see this being some super high scoring affair. I think the Niners just choke them out. All right. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to roll with the under as well. So let's just do that. Unanimous. The Buccaneers 
Surprising winners over the Eagles to some travel up to Detroit where they will play at Ford Field against the Lions in a crazy home field advantage. Caused two early timeouts in the second half against the uh, Rams. The fans caused those timeouts. Lions are six and a half point favorites. Hoodie. I like the Lions to be able to win this game outright against the Buccaneers, and I like the six and a half. They should be able to get this done in ten points, I would believe, the the Lions. Again, they have the momentum. The Buccaneers have had a really good season, but I just think that the Lions are having a special season. Uh, you know, what's so underrated about them is what they can do defensively on that defensive line against Baker Mayfield. I really like the Lions minus six and a half. So Shea was referencing the noise in the stadium. And a couple of the Rams were quoted in an article and said they told the Bucks players that they know, you better be ready. That's the loudest place we've ever played in. It was insane. We couldn't hear anything. Give me the Lions by a billion. Beat the living H out of them. <laughs> Again, Cap, you and I are aligned. I think the Lions murder this team. I, like, this is, and I know it's public, everybody's on Detroit, but... I, look at Tampa and Baker Mayfield going against a team in the Eagles where their defense had just frankly quit. The secondary for the Lions is not a whole lot better, but they can pressure Baker. And I just think the uh, Bucks are going to have a really hard time pressuring Jared Goff, even with blitzing. And when they do blitz, you're going to leave Amon Ross St. Brown open. I'll go Lions. I think Baker Mayfield has done enough to earn a decent contract. But the story ends. <laughs> The Lions will crush them. And the total in Bucks lions 48-and-a-half hoodie. I'll take the under in this one slightly uh, for this one. Again, I believe the Lions will be able to win the ball game, but I'm going to take the under, under 48-and-a-half for this one. Yeah, I'm going under as well because I think the Lions win this somewhere around 31-13. So that's enough to come in under. Give me the under. I'm actually going to go over. The Lions' secondary is horrid, and I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for Baker to throw the ball trailing. Mike Evans against that secondary, they're going to score some points. I'll take the over 48-and-a-half. I agree with Captain Hood. I'm rolling with the under. The game of the weekend for me, Chiefs at Bills. Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, and this time in Orchard Park, New York. Bills, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Hoodie. Yeah, the Chiefs have not been right all season. If it's not drop passes, then there's stuff that's happening off the field. And again, it's not as much as I respect Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs as an organization, Cap. Sometimes it's just not your year. How do I know? I.E. the Eagles. Sometimes just not your year. You've got to be able to retool. They'll be going home in Orchard Park. Give me the Bills minus two and a half. The Bills will win this ball game. Yeah, I think this is, for the Bills, this is everything. They have pushed all their chips in. They are going to beat Kansas City because I don't believe Kansas City has enough weaponry offensively. They have the great quarterback. I like Pacheco. Rasheed Rice is a solid receiver. Travis Kelsey obviously is a Hall of Famer. Hasn't had the best year, but he's solid. But that's where the weaponry stops. And I think Buffalo is coming in, and they are going to put down the Chiefs and do it fairly convincingly. I think it'll be a good game, but I think they win this thing, you know, seven points. I'm going to take the Bills as well. I think being back in Orchard Park is just a huge advantage for them. They finally won't be facing the Chiefs at a hostile crowd. And I just, look, the Chiefs, when you settle for four field goals on four red zone trips against the Dolphins, who are missing four linebackers, I'm glad you could move the ball well between the 20s. You should have been able to. But their offense just hasn't been able to cash in on red zone trips. If you do that against Buffalo, you lose. I'll take the Bills. As you know, Josh Allen has been my guy all year. And what a comeback he has made. So I'm rolling with the Bills and the points. Chiefs-Bills total, 45 and a half, Hoodie. Cap? Yes, sir? I need your help with this one. This is the one that I've struggled with. I'm going over. What? Give me the case. Why? Because I don't think that there, this is going to be come down to grind it out, run for two, run for three. I think both quarterbacks are going to put on a show. 45 and a half seems a little light to me. I'm mm-hmm. going over. So even with Mahomes, like, like I think all of us agree that the Bills can win the game. That minus two and a half is, is interesting. I think mm-hmm. that the Bills, my line would be a little higher than that being at home. But okay, it's two and a half. 
but you believe that the numbers will be high in this one for both. Over 45 and a half. Yes, sir. Okay. I, had, I hadn't circled anything yet because I was going back and forth reading and it's like, ah. Eh. And I don't know the weather conditions. They're looking for more shovelers, apparently, in Buffalo. I've read well, that. Well, they had a big storm this week, but I think it's supposed to be fairly clear, isn't it, Snorling? The day of the game should be clear, but they did announce they may need shovelers again. A lot of snow coming down in Buffalo today, and it's going to be quite cold. Okay. I think the kickoff temp at night might be something like 10 degrees. Okay. Then I'm going to go over, and I guess – so to further your point, Cap, you believe that the Chiefs will be able to throw the ball just like they did in Kansas City. Right, they're not going to change their offense at all. No, even if they're behind against Buffalo, they're going to throw the football. Okay, they'll ahead. run when they have to. They'll throw the football. Sometimes you have to phone a friend. A lifeline, so, yeah, because I wasn't sure. When right. we get to college football, I phone to you. All so right. you're both on the over. Yeah, well, I'll just ri- we'll ride with the over then. I'm going to go under here actually, and it's look. The last time when they played in 2021, the game was cruising to an under until there were something like four touchdowns in two and a half minutes. If I get screwed by something like that, a two-and-a-half-minute light show, well, I'll pay to see it because that was one of the best games I've watched in my entire life. But I'm going to take the under 45-and-a-half. Yeah, I agree with Shay. The weather conditions, the lack of weapons for the Chiefs, I don't think it's going to happen, so I'm rolling with the under. And those, my friends, are, are the picks. The divisional picks. Uh, right here <laughs> on Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000 and uh, streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. All right, coming up. We'll get the latest for the coaching searches for the Chicago Bears. Who are they looking for as far as offensive coordinator and offensive staff members? We'll hear from Courtney Cronin. That's coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10.